people ultimately have all of the options in the world for photographers. There's a lot of people in this industry and a lot of people push market. So if you want to stand out and you want to be different, allow them to make the decision on you. Don't try and sell them. I'm Alex. And I'm Brittany. And, and you're, you're in the editing, editing castle. castle. Alex, we just celebrated Christmas. Merry and Christmas. And we love the holiday season. Yes. I'm curious if you have a favorite Christmas gift that you got this year. Uh, I was gifted. It's like a combo gift. I got a sauna and I got a portable ice bath. So I haven't set that one up yet because I'm a little nervous. But the sauna is awesome. It's kind of like a crock pot that you just stand in and just cook, you know. Well, can you describe the sauna? Because I don't think you stand in the crock pot part of it. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. You don't stand in the crock pot. Um, you put water, distilled water, it's very important, into the steamer, which is what I'm calling the crock pot. And then that it looks like a crock pot. comes into the portable sauna container tent. <laughs> and from there, the steam rises and it gets a little toasty. Have you checked out the degrees yet? I don't have a thermometer in there yet. Okay. I feel like it's warm enough. What was your favorite Christmas gift this year? I was lucky enough to receive a puzzle. I'm an avid puzzler at this point in my life. I'm only about four puzzles deep, but it's, it's so satisfying. It's so relaxing. And for Christmas, you got me a puzzle of a wintry New York scene. Mm, I'm very much looking it? forward to it. I haven't started it yet. I actually have one more puzzle I'm going to do before that one. Really? Yeah, for it's my birthday. It's not going to jump the queue? <laughs> it's not going to jump the queue because it's going to be one of my favorite puzzles of all time. I will say, you did, an af- you did a phenomenal job making me feel so adored because not only did you get a puzzle, but you gifted me a puzzle mat. Bom, bom, bom. I got a little tube. I got a puzzle tube. So it's like... It's like a roll-up foam pad, and then it goes into, like, another tube, so it's, like, secure and safe. Do you want to know what Alex said to me? He gifted me these two items, the puzzle and the, and the tube, and then he painted this scene where I'll be able to, in the future, pack up my puzzle equipment and then grab a bottle of wine and go to my girlfriend's house and like how wonderful and of a memory and an experience it's going to be to be able to puzzle on the go like that. What are you working on today in your editing castle? Yeah. Are you putting the final touches on a gallery or are you going through and making some of your final selections? Whatever you're working on, we're so glad that you're here to hang out with us. Thanks for coming. Today in the castle, we wanted to go with a fun, whimsical end of the year type of conversation. It's really just an opportunity for us to share what we have been reflecting on. We believe by removing all of these things, we are going to be making space for an abundant and beautiful 2024 and mark my words might be our best year yet it might be yours too so come with us on this journey of self-development self-love we are so excited to to get into the topic today do you want to start with the first one we're going to focus on making our brand and our presence online showcasing our personalities and the way that it is to work with us as the pull marketing that's going to get us connected to our key clients we've noticed a lot of push marketing and i don't necessarily think that that works as well as people believe that it does push marketing is i'm gonna tell you what i want you to do and then you're gonna hypothetically then you're gonna do that the strategy that i believe is better suited 
to the people that you're trying to connect with is pole marketing, where you show what it's like to work with you, you show what you create, you show what you're offering, and you show what it's like to be in your presence, what type of energy you bring to the photo shoot, and you let that speak for you. People ultimately have all of the options in the world for photographers. There's a lot of people in this industry, and a lot of people push market. So if you want to stand out and you want to be different, allow them to make the decision on you. Don't try and sell them. It's about inspiring a, a genuine curiosity in someone so they're leaning into you instead of leaning away. In my opinion, push marketing is telling someone that they want to book you, whereas pull marketing is creating social media content that explains why they do want to work with you. An example of what I mean by that is showing uh, part of a BTS clip of you with a couple either on a wedding day or at an engagement shoot with you having really, really great energy and they're also really enjoying what you're creating with them. And then you could do a video clip of that and then you could share your five favorite photos from that. Then when you think about the actual caption of that content, you would tell some part about their love story that's specific to that couple. I like that. One thing that I disliked most in 2023 was my fear of being disliked by our customers and not communicating or pushing back. So a great example, we have a few awesome locations nearby that are right off of Lake Michigan and Lake Michigan weather can be really tumultuous at times. A summer storm can roll in over the lake and it can completely change the experience of an engagement session because it changes the light and it changes the amount of time that you have <laughs> like dry <laughs> to create and run around. So I really want just to let people know that with love, I want to reschedule the session because I want them to enjoy the experience. I want our customers to know I have their best interest in mind and that rescheduling is going to lead to them loving the experience and the photos more. There were too many sessions this year where we all just kind of shrugged our shoulders because someone had a perceived timeline of when they needed to have their save the dates sure, done. Sure. And then we went forward with weather that was guaranteed to be pretty crappy. I mean, less than ideal, to say the less least. Than like if, ideal. If, if there's ever any weather coming up that's less than ideal for your forever moments, I feel like, if possible, reschedule for sure. That's definitely a good point, and communication yeah. actually leads right into my next. And that's just feeling like you don't know all of the details because you might not have taken the extra time to reach out and confirm certain things that you had talked about. Um, you know, we have these consultation calls sometimes years in advance, and I would just say that moving forward, extra communication, month out call, you know, or uh, confirming what someone's going to wear for their engagement session that makes it more comfortable for the prom prompts. Definitely. I think that that's going to lead to ultimately a much better product because you know maybe during your consultation notes someone had this idea about a first look and you know on the wedding day you finally get there and they're like no we're not doing that so y your entire timeline is you know very different I mean exactly th that's just a vague example that didn't necessarily happen but it could but it's a really good example because maybe the change isn't that they're not doing a first look, maybe the changes that they're doing two or three other fun first looks, like a groomsman first look or a dog first look. But it's not on, yeah. And now it's not on the timeline, and suddenly you're like, wow, that 30 minutes of sacred time has now become four different sections of eight minutes sprinting, and then everyone is running to the ceremony. You gotta give me some communication ahead of time. Definitely. I like that. More touch points in alignment with yours. I really look forward to being more prepared for sessions and just doing away with this wing it energy. 
you and I have a special skill of being able to really pull things together and just get it done and it be a decent product. And that makes me so excited because that means when we take the time to get so organized and prepared before the event, it's going to be even more magical. This can come in the form of memory card prep far in advance of a wedding day or a session. I just want to never wake up on a wedding day and be formatting cards ever again, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a simple luxury that I would like. And that ultimately leads to more free-flowing creativity when you're at the shoot because you got there early. Maybe you even created something for yourself, and then now you're jumping into serving that story. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, many times on wedding days this year, you know, when you show up early, you end up finding the spot that turns out to be perfect for all the content, you know? And if you were rushing in right at the last moment, you probably wouldn't have had that amount of time to scout the area out. I agree. Give yourself time. Another thing we just really want to leave in 2023 is fearing AI's rise. I think that this is such a huge one. (laughs) I mean, it's a tool that's going to give you more time back. No one's saying you're not going to look at it before you Mm. send it off. No one's saying a customer is going to be like, if you use AI, I'm going to pay you less or not value your work. Please never send something off before looking at it. Yeah, (laughs) yes. But yeah, I mean, you still still have an opportunity to utilize a really state-of-the-art tool you know in bunch of different facets of your of your workflow which is ultimately going to give you more time to maybe do more of that prep stuff like you were talking yeah. about or maybe you know maybe it's going to shift your time in order to be able to spend more time on social media marketing which is going to yeah. ultimately show people what it's like to work with you so they have a better idea you know the thing that ai is going to give me space and time for actually mood board every session and every wedding to intentionally call in fun ideas. I haven't had the opportunity to consistently do that, and I know AI will create that time in my day. Yeah, AI can do a lot for you. And and with that being said, because AI has given you so much more time, you can release the idea that you have only a certain amount of images on average that you want to deliver. Absolutely. You basically give yourself permission to be an overshooter because you're going to create some of the most amazing work. And sometimes I feel like the daunting task of culling and processing more media keeps us from creating our best stuff. 100%. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid of the data. Put it in high-speed containers. <laughs> let, that uh, po- like, let that pony... F- I just don't know if I'm responsible enough for that. Okay, here's my take on high-speed containers. I think it's appropriate at certain points in the day. You like know, what? During a first look. High-speed continuous is definitely okay. First kiss and walking out of the ceremony. First kiss and walking out. That's, you know, those moments are so brief in the expressions. I mean, if you really think about it, you know, someone's looking over at this side of the aisle. Someone's looking over at that side of the aisle, you know. You want every frame. Yeah, you want to be able to pick, you know, your best frame. Sometimes there's only a couple. It's almost like the highest impact moments need to have the highest continuous speed. Yeah, with that being said, don't fill your buffer. I mean, it's so terrifying, (laughs) right? Because now your buffer's full. They do a second dip. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Or worse, like you fill up your memory card so fast. That's why you have two cameras on. And... With all of that being said, I want to bring ready-to-go empty memory cards to all of the weddings this year. Yeah, I think you covered that already. Well, one time I had rolled my bracketing, and I had learned that day what bracketing meant. If you have not learned this yet, on some cameras, you can create bracketing images, which are a series of images with separate settings. So my bracket, I accidentally set to, like, plus one exposure, and then it created 
or no, it was actually a bracketing about the temperature, um, the temperature of the photo, exactly the Kelvin. Mm -hmm. So it was when I would take one photo, it would take seven photos with seven different varying degrees of of temperature. This would be a terrible opportunity to be in high school continuous. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So like I I want to slow down altogether. I think the last really big one that we just want to leave in 2023. You know, hey, it was it's been fun, but uh, you know I invite you to stay in 2023 mm -hmm. is um, late energy hooks like yeah. any type of hook in any social media post where there's just given late energy so yeah. it's like you need this hack and if you don't you'll <laughs> uh, if you're not doing this you're doing it wrong i know that it's a good hook because people care to know about it but man that's just so heavy to put on your community. And if and, and we're right along that same vein. If your entire Reels content is read the caption, you're losing so many easy connections with people because they're on Reels to watch video, not read. So I say very minimally your content should be the read caption stuff. If you genuinely have a story to tell, I, what, 10% of your Reels content can be a read caption? Sure, that's probably a good number. I mean, but... So like one out of every 10, you're like, oh, okay, I'll read it. You know, but if it's every single one, you're not going to read that. Right. And you know what? Again, y we're not IG growth coaches. We're just talking very simply about the vibe. <laughs> this is our interpretation. And the, the main reason for that is your social media should be a party. Yeah. And your party, you know, you get to decide, am I sad? Am I crying in the club? You know, like you get to decide what type of energy your party has. Mm-hmm. And we just believe that it should be a positive, uplifting type of energy where you look out at your community as actual community and not competition. Yeah. If you're looking for an easy swap for that read caption kind of content, one um, creator that I really admire, and I'll include him in the show notes because I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, he will create content where it's a very simple formula. His BTS of a shoot and then the context or the text that's like displayed on that BTS will say, when the inspo is or when the vibe is mm -hmm. and then he jumps to his actual photos or content of that day so it's kind of like that photo dumpy style yeah. but dude <laughs> my, my guy i love that content because it's telling a story and it's getting people to stick around for the full entirety of the the content there's easy swaps that can be more entertaining and can connect people closer to you and your work yeah, I think it's probably a really good reminder that everything that you put out is going to have an impact yeah. and it's going to create a feeling inside mm -hmm. of the viewer. Well, each piece of content is a first impression. Exactly. And understanding that you can create a follower out of every piece of content. Yeah, create a friend. Invite create a, a friend, friend to your party. Invite a friend to your party. <laughs> yep. So then that brings us to today's community question. Do we have one? Do we have one? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so our community question today comes from Willow Ray Photography, LLC. Thanks That's for the her question. That's on Instagram. Go check her out. Yes. She's awesome. And her question is, what are your favorite ways to learn about marketing and strategies for growth? I like to go on quests <laughs> when it... <laughs> I like to go on quests Doing on social research. media. <laughs> yeah. On and Alex, literally, I love that you said that because often Alex will be like, dude, what's up? You have been on the scroll game for so long. And I'm like, I'm doing research. <laughs> Very important business. <laughs> my research usually consists of seeing what my current community is out there sharing. So I like to go through my own current feed. And I like to always ask myself, like, how does this make me feel? Is this aligned with something that I might want to create my own version of? I love that you brought up that perspective because my immediate answer was actually very different. Oh, really? Yeah. My immediate answer was uh, actually like 
looking back on the data points that you already have. The and analytics. Like diving more into the analytics of what worked and what didn't and, right. and why, you know. It does depend on what kind of a mood you're in because your quest might be inward, but I love when I'm trying to, because I think her question was specifically like, how do you find... Marketing and strategy growth. Yeah, my marketing and strategy growth comes from going on these quests with an open mind mm -hmm. and just seeing what's going on. You can get super intense about it and you can go search for the things you want people to find you under and then see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. A great example. Yeah. We want to be known as wedding photographers, wedding videographers. We want our couples to find us by searching for those things on the internet. So what I'll do sometimes when I do a deep dive mm -hmm. quest is I'll go on the search bar and I'll type in whatever my customer might be searching to try to find me. It's such a fun game when you're like, oh, I'm trying to just be normal person looking for something specific mm -hmm. and then you get to like find the keywords right because your algorithm is set up with all of your entrepreneurial your things in girlies. Mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly so i will go and see what content people are producing around me that is hitting these different algorithms top results pages i'll see what their captions are i'll look at their context which is what i call the text overlaying the first part of the video in a reel. Mm -hmm. I'll go look at their hashtags. I'll look at their bio. I'll look at how optimized their stuff is. And in my my journey, I give genuine praise along the way because when you interact with these pieces of content, more of it will get suggested to you. So if you're finding creators who keep you feeling inspired and motivated, I want to tell the alg algorithm, send me more of that. That's one way. Another way to just keep it super simple I want you to go on a mission where you find 10, 10 is a good number, find 10 photographers and videographers, 10 industry peers, and I want you to go just deep dive on their content. What are their top performing videos? What do the contexts say? What does the caption say? What are their hashtags? Literally look at what people are doing around you and learn mm -hmm. from them, and then take a deep breath, and then realize you are an individual. You have your own individual ideas and creativity. So it's so fun to see how other people are reaching for the top of their mountain. But then you have to come back to your own mountain and realize you're on your own climb. So the quest keeps you inspired and helps you feel creative. But then when you get back to your individual route, you're placing your own hands. You're putting your fingers into your own little crevices. So... I know it sounds like a glamorized, like, go copy everyone around you. It's not that. Think of think of Yosemite. When people are climbing up that wall, there's designated routes that people have climbed before. But ultimately, new routes are designed because you looked at the former route and then you went on your own quest. And this isn't even, like, it's specifically designated niche content. Like, you could go and just actually enjoy, you know, just regular everyday content and then you can grasp an idea or a concept from that and you can find a way to twist it, flip it and reverse it and make it something of your own. And then, you know, you've created your own piece of content that was geared for your niche client or your niche content, but it wasn't taken from that. It was taken from somewhere else and you found inspiration from it. Exactly. Last spring we did a fitness reel that was Alex and I with some of our equipment in a Planet Fitness and the original video that inspired us to do that was from the fitness industry content. And we, oh yeah. we were just like, oh my goodness, how can we make this related to our niche, related to our community? We'll just bring in our equipment. That, that inspiration happens when you least expect it. Like, Just ask yourself, how can I make this relevant to my own community? And you'll be delighted by where your mind takes you.
That is such a great community question. Thanks again, Willow Rafe. Oh, I just love community questions. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out. We hope that you were super productive and you got all of your tasks complete, or at least most of them. If you love this episode and you found value in what we shared, we would absolutely love for you to share it to your Instagram story and tag us so we can see it. Follow us on social media at Chasing Sunsets LLC. If you'd love to send in a community question or a story time relevant to this episode or any episode, our email is editingcastlepodcast at gmail.com. Read our show notes if you would like to connect with us on the other social media platforms. We have everything linked and listed there. We're happy you stopped by. And you're always welcome back. See you next time in the Editing, Editing Castle. Castle. Editing Castle. Editing Castle. Editing Castle. Editing Castle. Editing Castle.